Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Garage. This is KJ Wallace, along with Al Hamilton. We're missing a couple of people today, but that's okay. Um, we have a big time guest, not only because it's my new head coach, but because this is, a, this is an Atlanta dude, this is Atlanta great right here. So, Coach Collins, nice for you to be on the show. We appreciate, appreciate you. It. I'm going to give you a round of applause like this. I appreciate it, Kyle. Appreciate it. Um, how, how's how's Vicky been treating you? Been good. Today's the. Uh... Last day of vacation, so it couldn't be a better spot than finishing up in the garage. Facts. <laughs> I feel you on that. Obviously, we had to do some research on you. You know what I'm saying? You probably had one of the most in-depth coaching careers I've seen in a minute. I didn't even know you've been coaching for this long since the 90s. Right. Kind of starting off, obviously, you're at Tech now, but I want to go back and kind of talk about your time at Mississippi State because all three of us have a link there with uh, Coach Bayless. Yeah, we, we had a really good run, man. The uh, I was there for four years. And uh, the last year we spent 10 weeks as the number one team in the country and, uh, you know, played some really good defense, coached some great kids, uh, had an absolute blast doing it. And, uh, you know, I think the thing that combines us is Matt Bayless. You know, Matt Bayless was there, uh, strength coach at Notre Dame. Uh, he was yeah. the head coach of Mississippi State while I was there. Just a beast, right? Just worked and loved the players and uh, was relentless in every single thing that he did. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, a lot of credit uh, from every player in the program, every coach in the program. Matt Bayless was one of the biggest reasons that we reached the heights that we reached. And this is when you guys had a uh, Dak Prescott, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we, right, right. Dak and I were there for four whole years together. Uh, he was on the other side of the ball. So um, tremendous amount of respect for him. And uh, <laughs> you got, I'm imagining you guys did the offseason conditioning teams. With my teams, yeah, yeah, so mm -hmm. different positions and all these other things. My best years, favorite years, I was the defense coordinator, and Dak and I were on the same uh, off-season conditioning team. So we went through all those wars together, getting points, losing points, uh, academic checks, off-season conditioning, speed days, and uh, you know he and I got to be very close, and I uh, love him to death. I mean, similar to kind of Notre Dame, I guess Kyle's being on that, like. 
Bales is really a rock for us when we were there. He's one of those people in, in every program he goes to that he's going to be that dude. So definitely, I could definitely see how that happened. Luke Corral, our strength coach now. I was just getting ready to say, I don't know, Kyle, I don't know if I told you, but uh, Coach Lou is, he coached under Bayless. And um, Bro, there's, not, see, there's not a person in the country that wasn't under Bayless at some I'm point. I'm saying, <laughs> no, <laughs> Bayless is really, Bayless is really like that. And um, you kind of see the exact same style with Coach Lou. I mean, he gets up. He does all the workouts before us. He gets up. He's up 2.30. He told me the other day he's up 2.30 in the morning. gets to the facility at 3. Does the entire work. Yeah, 3 o'clock. Everybody's sleeping. Everybody's getting everybody's getting REM sleep at that point. Um, <laughs> he's there doing the workouts. He's, he does all the runs. He does all that before us. Chad Smith, who works with us now, too, he's under that same tree as well. Was he? Yeah. Chad? So Luke Corrala, Chad, me, uh, we all got to be – uh, influenced by Coach Bayless, love love Matt, his family. Lou was my get back coach my first year. Chad was my yeah. get back coach the second year, and then the head strength coach for the Atlanta Falcons uh, was my my get back coach the last two years. So the head strength coach for the Falcons is a Bayless dude as well, Thomas Stallworth. That's crazy how this stuff worked out. So you're an Atlanta native, born in Conyers, right? Uh, born in Decatur. Born Eight in Decatur. Where's Greater? Yep. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so what high school did you end up going to? Rockdale County High School. Oh, you went to Rockdale? Yeah. Were y'all good at football when you were there? Because y'all are not uh, good now. <laughs> I, it, KJ's been so long, man. I, could, <laughs> I had a blast. Some of the, my best friends in the world uh, were my high school teammates. Uh, my high school coaches still close with. So it was, it was a great experience. It's what's up. And you went to – you played linebacker at Western Carolina. Kind of what was that about? Yeah, so I actually, KJ, went there uh, my true freshman year. I actually walked on uh, as a corner. And I'll tell you how much respect, Kyle, they had for me. When I got to campus as a true freshman walk-on corner, they gave me jersey number 92. <laughs> <laughs> no way. But after my first year, I was one of the only two players that didn't redshirt, uh, earned a scholarship, uh, rocked single-digit number five for the next three years as a starter, and it was a great experience. I don't want to um, show your age here, but I kind of want to run down this list. Just kind of because KJ touched on it and just showed how of a decorated career you have so far. And obviously you're still young. It's early. But so I'm just going to start at West Carolina. So you played there, obviously. Yep. And by my understanding, you coached there. So coached at Western Carolina, Franklin High School, Fordham, Albright in D.C. or as D.C., Georgia Tech the first time, Western Carolina, Georgia Tech again, Alabama, UCF, FIU, Mississippi State, Florida, Temple, and now Georgia Tech. That's a lot so, of them. Yeah, that's a lot of conferences, a lot of players. So, like, at what point did you decide in your mind, or has it always been made up in your mind, like, I want to be a head football coach, like a Power 5 level? Yeah, once you start the journey, you, know, you start having aspirational goals. And, uh, you know, I, early on, I knew I wanted to be a head coach. And then early on, too, I knew I wanted to be the head coach at Georgia Tech. And, uh, you know, that was a dream of mine, a vision that I had. Worked really hard to do it. Now I'm the, the head ball coach at Georgia Tech. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a dream come true. But just setting goals and um, pouring into guys as much as you can. You know, lifelong lessons, hopefully. You know, that's, that's why I got into the game and uh, I've been able to progress throughout my career and been around a lot of great players, uh, had a lot of successes. But, you know, when it comes down to it, it's how much you can affect uh, the guys that you're blessed to coach. And uh, even as a head coach, I feel that way 
uh, just as strong. Right. Talk about how you always went to coach at Tech. Were you a Tech fan growing up? I was. I was. We okay. had tickets on the east side stands. You've been in my office, KJ. My office is yeah. right uh, on the in the north side stands, but we used to have seats up in the east side stands. Oh, okay. Watched the Yellow Jackets and I uh, loved it. That's what's up. Do you have anybody in mind that you kind of think about or kind of gave you inspiration to, to keep going and kind of become a head coach? Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many influences that I've been blessed to be around. Uh, you know, early on in my career, working for George O'Leary, he, he was a big mentor of mine for three years back, and then he hired me at UCF. You know, Nick Saban, I was blessed to work with him uh, for a year. And in my role, I was the director of player personnel. So it was all day, every day from the second I walked into the building until the second coach left. It was me and him side by side and uh, mm-hmm. learned a lot from him. And then you guys touched on the experience at Mississippi State for your run uh, with Coach Mullen. And uh, it was a great experience, too. But one of my biggest influences uh, was Jim McElwain. And he's now the head mm-hmm. coach of Central Michigan. And uh, just the you know, taking all of these things from such great coaches, studying, learning the game uh, from anybody and everybody that you can. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you pull all these things together, you still need to be true to who you are. And you guys are you guys are players and you guys know it. If a coach is being phony, man, you can smell that that out right away. And so just being true to myself and who I am, but still bringing all of these influences and ideas and structured all those things from great places into what we do and being true to myself is what I've tried to do. Right. I feel that. I like that. You know how it is being a coach. A lot of people tend to have their own uh, agendas and a lot of things that they have going on. And a lot of coaches try to hide that. And I've definitely felt from this coaching staff, which I've been here, that y'all are very honest in how y'all approach things. And I definitely see how that's been going on. I just wanted to, first off, love your hat, by the way. That hat's dope. I've never seen that. But oh, since yeah. all, <laughs> yeah, right. um, obviously, all three of us from the Atlanta area and kind of understand what like Georgia Tech means to the city of Atlanta. Um, I don't think as many people as they should know outside of the South, outside of Atlanta, how Georgia Tech, the alumni network, you know, the football team, basketball team, the athletics program, like that's very important in Atlanta and around Georgia and around the South. Um, obviously, the two other guys on the podcast, they, they can't relate. That's why we kicked them off for this one. But uh, yeah. nah, so it seems like Georgia Tech's always been like right there. And it's like got everything. It's got great academics, great city, got recruiting hotbed. Like how have you kind of tried to portray that to um, incoming high school athletes and just people to try to get to come to school? Because I know just from what I've seen from a far away standpoint, just you're a really good and hard recruiter. And I would. Uh, so what's your standpoint on that and just what's the what's the pitch that you're giving out? Yeah, well, what the biggest thing is just, you know, obviously everybody knows uh, when you hear Georgia Tech, immediately any anybody around the country, really anybody around the world knows what a prestigious a- academic school that it is. Right. And then, you know, you, you put it right in the heart of Atlanta, which is one of the most uh, diverse and has so much culture and arts and movies, entertainment um, and things to do. You know, it's very attractive. And uh, so we just try to relate to what it is, where we are. Uh, and it's genuine to me because I genuinely love Atlanta, right? I love this place. Um, I, KJ, I've never had this story with you, but you know, the second I met my wife, I fell in love with her. I told my best friend the second I saw her, that's who I'm going to marry. And this is hands up. I told my best friend, that's the girl I'm going to marry. We ended up getting married. She 
other than the good looks and all that, but she fell in love with me when she found out I was from Atlanta. That was the thing that put it over the edge for her. And uh, <laughs> so it's a great city. We love it. And uh, I've coached here. This is my third time coaching here. It's a special place to me. And I know you guys being from this area too, it's got to be just as special to you guys as well. All right. Talking about being from this area, what's some of your favorite spots to go to in the city? Lunch, breakfast. See, I'm like, all right, let's go to let's go to lunch. Let's go to breakfast. Waffle House. Yeah. In this dress. Yeah. My daughter, uh, I've got her understanding. The first thing she said this morning, Daddy, let's go to breakfast. All right, sweetie, where do you want to go? And she said two words, and we were there. We were right at the Waffle House. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she and I go to. Got a spot that me and my wife and her go to. That's the number one spot. Um, but there, there's so there's so many. Got you. And you have a you have a daughter, right? Just one. I do. Just one. Six years old. She's going to school around here. I think I can't remember if you told me she was. Didn't you say she was going to Pace? Yeah, she is. She is. <sighs> Ew. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? Ew. <laughs> I let it slide though. Obviously, last season for us didn't go. As expected, but I was, I mean, you could look at it and say, oh, they had a 3-9 season or, you know, say 3-17 season. But a lot of the losses, obviously, were by less than eight points, less than seven points. And it's kind of like, just like Kyle was talking about, it's like kind of what puts you over the edge. Like, what's one of those things that you're trying to change? So, like, I guess I wanted to ask you, what's the message? Not necessarily what's the message, but what's something you've been honing on, like, as a coaching staff, trying to instill in us? that we need to get to this season in order to go out and do what we want, we'll do what we want to do. There's been a lot of uh, deep dives into every single thing that we do. Obviously, the things that, that we've done, even we did at Temple, have been brought and developed over time from successful programs and that we've had success with. And, you know, when we're not pushing over the edge and, you know, uh, we want to be great, we want to win and all those kind of things. You know, I did a deep dive into every single thing that we do as a program and obviously got some new coaches, um, some that you guys are familiar with. Coach Long has come in as the offense coordinator and a great track record, um, producing great offenses, record-breaking offenses. And uh, he fits mentality with what we've been building and progressing to. Chris Winkie won a Heisman Trophy uh, won a national championship. He's come in uh, to coach our quarterbacks, Dell Alexander, who you guys know and love, is here with us as the receivers coach. Um, so just bringing some proven winners uh, in here and just some fresh ideas um, on how we can elevate the program and take the next big step in the in the right direction. David Turner's come in as our defensive line coach. Uh, he and I were together at Mississippi State with Coach Bayless. Tremendous mm-hmm. mentor of mine. Uh, great coach, attention to detail, toughness, all those kind of things, helping coordinate the run game. And then Travars Tillman, legendary DB at Georgia Tech, uh, back yeah. there in the secondary. And uh, KJ, you're in there every single day. Um, so I know you, I've listened to you on the on the part that you talked about coming in here and just the intensity in the locker room, the edge that our guys have, the chip on the shoulder, the way they work every single day. You know, it, it starts there. It's the mentality, it's the attitude, it's the relentless nature that our guys have to want to be great and want to take that next step. And, uh, you know, that's the that's the biggest piece, really. I know when you go into our locker room, KJ and Kyle, you're welcome. Anytime you're in town, come by and hang out with us, work out with us. But it's palpable. But we all know we got to take the next big step and we're all committed to it. And uh, in two Fridays, 
Uh, we get to put the ball down first preseason practice, and I'm fired up about it. Yeah, me too. I'm excited. I'm excited for camp. That's one thing I've definitely noticed about y'all's program, just because obviously I know guys in the Atlanta area who play for Tech, and whether it be like on a Snapchat story or whatever I see videos, like it seems like the guys really, really gel and like really get along. And there's like a sense of excitement and want to be there that is kind of taken advantage of or taken for granted around other places in the country. It's not it's not that common to have guys so close like that. So I think it's pretty dope. And um, I think the program's going in a positive, positive direction for sure. Just touching on that and touching on the upcoming season, obviously turnaround year and going from last year to this year, like you said, there's going to be changes and stuff like that. But obviously with the ACC and whole landscape of college football changing, how do you see Georgia Tech going forward um, fitting into that and just with like a bunch of teams going everywhere? Like what are your thoughts on just the whole landscape of conferences right now? Right. And I, the biggest thing for me is I think we're well positioned from an academic standpoint, from a location standpoint, from a historical standpoint. Um, you know, the biggest thing that we've got to do, though, is we've got to win. You know, we've got to play right. really good football. Um, you know, our first opener of the season is Monday night football, uh, eight o'clock in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, downtown Atlanta. Sold out. You know, the, the biggest piece that we've got to do is we've got to play really good football. And uh, that's the whole focus that, that I'm on. And I'm blessed to be surrounded by a bunch of guys on the same mission as I am. And, uh, you know, we got to go through a preseason camp, play really good ball, get ready to play. You know, I know there's changes all around college football, but my perspective on all of it is what is the best position for the student athlete and what is the best position for Georgia Tech. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Obviously, we step out September 5th, Monday, in the bins. What kind of message would you want our team to send? To, to the nation, not just the state, but like the nation, really. Yeah, we have an edge. Uh, we play together. We play hard. We play physical. We play tough, uh, have attention to detail, execute at a high level. Then once we're having success, make sure we're celebrating um, encouraging each other the right way and just put the ball down mentality. Um, but th- just those kind of things are important to me. 
and uh, fired up to get to camp to start instilling that again uh, into the guys. Being as honest as you want to uh, with this, just what are your thoughts on NIL right now, where you see it going in the future and how Georgia Tech could benefit somebody coming in? Yeah, well, I mean, I think Carol, this is a product of it too, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Right. And it always goes back to the student athlete. When I think Georgia Tech in the city of Atlanta, uh, we're well positioned with all the things, all the opportunities uh, that our guys have. And even with the internship piece, there's not a lot of places that have as many Fortune 500 companies uh, that they can do internships and then also get NIL opportunities off of it as well. And I think one of my favorite things, and KJ, you're living it, is in our locker room, there's guys that are getting really good deals and having great opportunities and they're very lucrative, but there's no divisiveness. And I think when it first started, I think people on the outside were worried that, you know, those kind of things were going to happen. I've not seen it in our locker room. You know, KJ, you live it every day, um, but just guys are happy for each other. Uh, You know, they want each other to have success. And, uh, you know, I think there's no better place in the city of Atlanta uh, to be able to maximize uh, those opportunities. Kind of going into, like, some more expectations for this upcoming season. Obviously, we've had a lot of transfers this past offseason, including myself. I'm not asking, like, any for any particular players, but, like, what particular groups are you ready to see or just kind of just take off this year? You know, we've been doing a lot of work this summer. Like, what group are you just most excited to see take off this season? Uh, I mean, it's, it's the team, obviously, right? But I think the position, let's just start with the position that, that you play, KJ and Kyle, that you play or are playing for the Ravens, um, is the secondary. I know that group has a, a real, a really good focus, uh, got a chip on their shoulder uh, that wants to see improvement. And I think everybody in that group is committed to, uh, you know, making a difference. We brought in five transfers, KJ, including you. I think the the group collectively has embraced the new guys. And I think that, you know, everybody that's come in has a little different personality, a little different skill set, but is being vibed and Travars Tillman uh, being one voice as the DB coach is doing a tremendous job getting that collective mentality uh, formed on the back end. You know, another position that um, we had, I think four transfers come in as the offensive line. And I think the same can be said for that group as well. You know, they've embraced uh, the new guys coming in, you know, just got to keep keep putting it together uh, all the way until the tip. I mean, there's, there's no there's no lies there. I definitely would say the DV room is definitely gelled together this summer. So kind of going back, obviously, Atlanta native, what did it mean for you to land that tech job and just kind of be able to everything come full circle after going through all these schools and doing all these things? How, what did it mean for you to become a head coach at Georgia Tech? Yeah, it, it was surreal. You know, we had a good thing going. Uh, at Temple, had some great players, great coaches, and uh, great infrastructure. But when, you know, you get a chance to come home and uh, to your dream job, it's exciting. And uh, there, there are times still, KJ, that even though as we, we've been building, there's been some tough times and there's been some, you know, setbacks as we've been building. Um, just the, the vision and the excitement and wanting to make all the former Georgia Tech players that I know so many, the Georgia Tech fan base, Georgia Tech alumni, uh, very proud of the product we're putting on the field. That That's the motivation every single day. And to be able to do it in my hometown is special. It is crazy. It's kind of from going off my story, too, just being able to come back home. Yep. It was really funny because growing up, I'm not going to lie, I didn't really give Tech a whole lot of, whole lot of love. Like I was like, ah, I don't want to go to Tech. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of the state. They see something, but it was just crazy to come back and feel so comfortable. So, you know, saying something 
just I felt like I felt just fell right into it. And it was uh it's pretty nice being back home. I can't lie. You know, like Kevin Harris went away and came back home and Kenyatta Watson yeah. away and came back home. Derek Allen, Kari G, um, Spider Sims, you know, that went off to other places. And then, you know, the Atlanta special and, you know, want to come back home and play in front of your family and friends and all those kind of things. Um, I think that makes a unique opportunity because um, some of the best, you know, Kyle, you know this, some of the best high school football in the country is played right here. At, right? It's, it's here. And um, you know, yep. stamp stuff. that, stamp that. Anybody right. want to debate? We can debate. <laughs> um, it, it's just great high school coaches, great high school football, great athletes. And uh, we're in the epicenter of the, the college football you know, landscape. And just, you know, the, the challenge for me as the head coach is we've got to play elite football, play at a high level. And so the we don't get the guys the second time around. Let's go ahead and get them from the jump. That's so true. Like what KJ said and going off what you said, too, like growing up in Atlanta, you don't realize how great of a city it is just because you're kind of used to it. Um, mm -hmm. You're like, oh, it's Georgia Tech right there. Like you got the varsity, like Hawks, Braves, all this stuff. And you're just kind of becomes normal. And then you're like, I kind of want to see something else. But the more places you see it, the more traveling you do around the country. Like, I don't know, KJ, if you relate to this or not, just the more places you've been. Yes. Atlanta's yeah. like, I want to end up in Atlanta. Like when I'm raising my family, like it's the best city that I've seen, I've been in. So I definitely agree with that. But Going off the coming full circle theme that we have going this podcast, you guys play Western Carolina this year, I believe, right? We do. Yeah, I know it's early. It's a little ways down the road, but I know you got that circle on your calendar. Like, what's your emotions going to be going into that? Like, do you want to beat them, like, uh, by a lot just to kind of say, like, hey, I started here and, like, this is who you kind of created? Like, what's your what's your thought process going into that? Uh, so I'm a, I'm a one game at a time dude. So obviously, you know, we play Clemson open season. And then we've got to f play five days later against my alma mater. Excited about all the challenges, um, but we got to we got to play really well in the in the home opener uh, in Mercedes Benz. And then five days later, turn around and play my alma mater. But I'm sure I'm sure Kyle, there'll be emotions. Uh, but I've got so many great memories. I even have memories uh, as a player at Western Carolina playing against Georgia Tech. You know, tackling uh, Dorsey Levins, tackling William Bell as a Western Carolina player against Georgia Tech. Wow. So all the you know those memories have come back. Um, but then I got a job to do, and that's to get the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets ready to play at a high level. It's okay if you want to beat them by sixty. I do too. <laughs> I just want to say, like when we were playing there sophomore year, and first off, I didn't know y'all had switched to turf. The turf is dope. That turf was amazing. But I looked up in the stadium and I see like all the national championships, like all the Heisman's, I'm like, that's like the best kept secret. That's not very common around the country. And I think it's such a historic program. And uh, I feel like that history definitely plays into like expectations now and the fan base. And because sure. I've grown around a lot of crazy tech fans who just start screaming when that uh, car comes out the tunnel, like all that stuff, just like going to the games and everything. It's a great environment. So I just want to say like, it's just a historical program for sure. And uh, Kyle, I don't know how, how much you've been on Tech's campus, but it's comparable to Notre Dame. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's really, it's it's like different. It's different in a sense that like Notre Dame, obviously you got like the historic type of buildings and things like that, but Tech is more like a modernized version of it. Yeah, I've been through it a few times. My dad used to um, train him on up there. Mon oh, at the, Yeah, at the gym and stuff. So I've been there a good bit, but 
it's it's really like right in the city, which is crazy. Best city in that's the world. A sky, skyline and you can see from the stadium is nice. All right, so Coach Collins, we got a little segment called Outside the Garage. Basically, our fans just send us questions in. Okay. And just, just want to get our honest answers on them. Um, so you didn't prep me for this, man. <laughs> don't worry, no, that's not crazy. <laughs> it's not crazy. It's not crazy. Today's question is from uh, Thomas Boudreaux. If you had to go on a reality show and the goal of the show is like to win it, which show would you go on? The only one I can think of right now is Survivor. Survivor? Yeah. I like that. I like that. You got to compete every single day. You got to build relationships. Yeah. Got to, you know, do all those kind of things, build a team and, you know, come out on top. I, I was thinking uh, Bachelorette. Because <laughs> I think, because I always watch Bachelorette with Reese now and Bachelor. Most of the times when they get, when they end up together, they don't even get married. They're just kind of doing it for clout because they just want to like get right. known. Right. So I'm like, I would say all the right things. I would do all the right things, get to the end, get whatever little status, and then just finesse the rest of my life. So I feel like I do that. That sounds de- definitely bad, but go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, that does sound a little bit. <laughs> um, I probably would go on, um, you know what, for the sake of this podcast, I'm not going to say my first answer. I'm going to say Wipeout, though. That's not reality, bro. <laughs> that's a game show. <laughs> that's, still, that's still a show you got to win. That's not a reality TV show. I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. Uh, all right, you want to hear my first answer? I'll go on Too Hot to Handle, the Netflix joint. See, that's yeah. a good answer. Yeah, a I, good can answer. Win that. I can win that one. I found, have you seen that, Coach Collins? I don't know. Nope. It's like the premise behind it is basically uh, um, you're in a house with like a bunch of people your age or whatever. And like the premise is y'all have to like not do things with each other and not be with each other. And I feel like I got the wherewithal. I'll just chill and I'll win <laughs> yeah. that. It's pretty much like you just put 10 guys, 10 girls in the house. And if they don't hook up, they all win like a million dollars. But if they do, yeah. they, so it's like a lot of drama. It's pretty, it's pretty like, dumb. The next question. Um, this one is from Alex Spiegel. Uh, if you could be best friends with any fictional character, who would it be, Coach? Uh, I'm going to go with Batman. Why would you choose Batman? Uh, seems like a good dude, tries to help people, and I think he's got, you know, resources and probably cool to hang out with. Uh, this is the first thing that came to my mind. Probably Phineas and Ferb. Just both, both of, them. of them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just good things every day. Just don't never go to school. Like, this an endless summer. That, that sounds yeah. fun. I'll probably choose the... Uh, Mm, what is the name of that show? Uh, with the spy kids, they all live in the tree. Oh, you know Tony. 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 Yeah, Tony. Yeah. I would definitely <laughs> be with them. I don't know. I feel like going on missions with them would be kind of cool. So I'd definitely do that. Last little segment for you, Coach. Rapid question segment. So basically, I'm just going to ask you just either or questions. And the first answer comes to your mind, you just got to say it. All right. So first question. Would you rather land a five-star DN or a five-star running back? DN. I mean, I'll, I'll take both, KJ, but <laughs> got to affect the quarterback these days. Cake or ice cream? Uh, cake. Favorite Halloween costume as a kid? As a kid, I'm going to go back to the Batman one. All right. There it is. That's why you said it. I, mean, I think we got a theme, Kyle. <laughs> uh, I like it. If you were stranded on an island, which player on the team would you want to be stranded with? <laughs> That'll get me in trouble, man. I, All right. <laughs> who do you think would who do you think would help you the most? Like who has the most survival instincts? It's- you might be the only one that understands Henry Freer. <laughs> long snapper. He, he, he yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. All, I know. all you had to say was long snapper. I understand. He had like a four point eight GPA at Georgia Tech. So he'd figure some stuff out for us. Um, are you a homebody or are you on the move? Y'all went back and went through uh my whole resume right so i've moved a bunch 
Uh, yeah. Now I'm back home, man. So I, I'm I'm here to stay. Go to meal at Waffle House. Uh, All star special I had this morning. Get extra egg, put some cheese on it. Uh, hash browns. You can't go wrong with that. Uh, what's the last thing you cooked? Uh, key lime pie. Is that cooking? But a key lime pie made a key Bacon? lime pie for me and my dog. Hard to cook. I respect that. Hardest player you've had to game plan for. Mm. Uh, there's a. Uh, I'm gonna go. You can with play that. some dudes. You play some dudes. There's some some great ones. I say Johnny football. Johnny Manziel. Sheesh. Mm. I was yeah. like, I was the DC and Imagine practice that week. You dialed some <laughs> perfect defenses and. He he would find a way. Yeah. I wish I was scouting quarterback that week. I would just been running around throwing whatever. <laughs> I'd be so lit. <laughs> In your opinion, who's the goal linebacker? Uh, so mine would I'd go with uh, Benardrick McKinney. But yeah, I coached in Mississippi State and played for the Texans for a long time. Six foot five, two hundred fifty eight pounds. Been a great dude too. In your opinion, who's the best Atlanta rapper? Uh, I mean, can I say? Can I go back and say Big Boy? Is that? Is that too outdated or I'm good? That's uh, fine. No, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. A goal line stand on offense or defense? Wait, what kind of question? I, I was saying, if, what kind if, of... if the goal, goal line stand, fourth and one, would you rather be on offense or defense? So, mm. my favorite moment as a coach, fourth and one, three seconds left in the game, Florida Gators in Death Valley against LSU, and we got a goal line stand for the dub. That was a great moment, man. That was a great, great moment. Uh, the orange jerseys that game, right? We did. I think we were all orange. I grew up an LSU fan, so I don't really, I don't really uh, approve of that answer. All right, last question: Is the varsity overrated or underrated? Underrated. That's easy. That's easy. Underrated. There, is. there you go, uh, Coach. I want to thank you so much, man, for tuning in with us. Thank you. Uh, been, been meaning to get you on here for a minute now, Coach. Obviously, thanks for coming on. Okay, I'll see you at workouts in the morning. And Kyle, anytime you're in the A, you have open door, whatever you need, you got. That's all I needed to hear. I'm in there every day. I bet. Appreciate <laughs> you. I appreciate appreciate you. All right. So thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, obviously, I had a great conversation with Coach Collins. Keep tapping in with us, giving us feedback. We appreciate y'all so much. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Peace. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.